throughout the world. It's football time in Tennessee. Milrow stands in, lets everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50. He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20. 10. He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou Maddox on the board. And it is Friday, December 29th. We are right between Christmas and New Year's, obviously. 2024 is just a few days away, thank goodness. It's an exciting time of year. It is a very exciting time of year. Right here in Columbia, Tennessee, we're going to have the mule drop on New Year's Eve. And Big Lou, you're going to be... Kind of host co-hosting that yeah. on the square here, yeah. right here downtown Columbia. Yeah, radio hosting it. They got some. They got some. You know, live on the spot hosts that are you know up on the stage, and we'll have all the audio from from the event, and it's a fun time. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people downtown. Music vendors, you name it. Uh, there might be just a little bit of bubbly floating around down there somewhere. Beer garden and axe throwing this year. There you go. That? All right. Very don't, ex- maybe don't do both at the same time. That seems kind of dangerous. Sounds like a lot of fun. New Year's Eve. If you guys don't have plans out there, get on down to downtown Columbia. Enjoy yourself at the Mule Drop, and 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 no live mules will be used at all. Yeah, we, we, that's for legal reasons. We got to make sure that well, people absolutely. know that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last night uh, on Thursday night, Amazon. Prime Video Football, the Cleveland Browns clinched a playoff berth. Those Cleveland Browns, I'm telling you what, they're, they're kind of shocking. I, you know, uh, Joe well, they beat the, that guy. They beat the Jets in what should what was predicted as an extremely low-scoring game. I think the over-under total was 34 points. Was it 37 the, to 20, hit 57 it, or something like that? Yeah, it was thirty-seven to twenty was the final. I think they scored. Wow. There was like fifty points scored in the first half. Yeah, um, but the final wound up being thirty-seven to twenty. Cleveland covered the seven, seven and a half points last night, and uh, you know the Jets. You know they've had a they've had a very their season has very been turned upside down when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles and had to have it surgically repaired. Four plays into the into the season. But you know what? Cleveland Browns lost to Sean Watson, right? They've gone through four quarterbacks and, this year. And Nick Chubb. Yeah. You got Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford. But that's the that's the I mean, thing though. Everybody that's everybody that's gone down, 
they've had the ultimate next man up mentality and people have stepped up and played really well. Well, they went and got Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is 4-1 and one since he started his tenure at Cleveland this year. He's 4-1. and one. And, you know, and I keep going back to the Titans and I'm not going to get on a rant <laughs> like I did yesterday. But, I mean, the, the, the defense for Cleveland is – Remarkable. Very good. Yeah. The front office for Cleveland. Remarkable. Went out there and they, you know, they took his Deshaun Watson, this $254 million quarterback they brought in from the Texans that was facing all kinds of controversy outside of football. They brought him in. He gets injured. Uh, they didn't stop fighting. They didn't start stop working. The front office did what is necessary and they had the brain trust to – Turn the Cleveland Browns, I believe they're eleven and five or something yes, like that. And they are they are one of three teams in the AFC that is still mathematically in the in the in the hunt for the number one seed. So if things play out right, I think it's Buffalo not Buffalo, maybe. It's 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 Baltimore and someone else. If those teams win and lose, you know, certain games over the next two weeks and Cleveland wins out, they could end up being the number one seed and having home field advantage. There you go. Through the playoffs. This is the third time that Cleveland has reached the playoffs since 1999. They reached it in 02 and in 2020. Um, and like I said, you know, the front office – and look, the Titans have been decimated on the, on the offensive line. They lost – they shipped off Kevin Byard. Uh, they've, they've got a very porous um, – Back line or defensive or, or, or secondary. Team. I, I Team get it. In general. I mean, I get it. But, you know, they didn't quit fighting. And I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have been hit just as hard. Yeah. But they haven't quit fighting. I wish I could see that yeah, in our un- I wish I could teams. see that in our Tennessee Titans. That's what I wish I could see. Drake, is 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 Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? Hmm. He's 38 years old. Maybe Super not. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Maybe not in my lifetime. He might. He might be a I later mean, guy. Yeah, he might. He might. I doubt he. I doubt he'll get put in on the first. No, he won't be first, a first ballot. You know, two or three, four, four votes. But I think he ends up there, though. In my opinion, I think he ends up. there. He could. And this year, this year could be a defining moment for that, as far as Joe Flacco goes. Uh, the Grizzlies, who had won four straight uh, with the return of Ja Morant, got hammered last night at the Denver Nuggets, one forty-two to one hundred five. So they lost by thirty-seven. The Grizzlies are ten and twenty. The Nuggets are twenty-three and ten. So two teams in the opposite ends of the spectrum yep. as far as far as one loss. Now Ja Morant was a DNP. He did not play due to illness of some sort i don't know you know there's all this stomach flu going around and bugs or whatever so it kind of seems like there's a trend here uh that they're a lot better when he plays and that was a thought that a lot of a lot of grizzlies fans and nba fans were were saying that you know the grizzlies weren't much better with john morant and i think those people have been rather quiet that's like saying the bulls aren't that much better with uh, with Michael Jordan, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody doesn't know, that's somebody doesn't know what they're talking about when it gets when it comes to basketball. That's what we call a casual in the business. Um, so they they are at the Clippers tonight. 
So they're going back-to-back nights. They go to the L.A. Clippers tonight. Uh, we'll see if John Morant's feeling any better and in the lineup for the Grizzlies. Now, uh, the Pistons, the 2-29. and 29, the, the Pistons are 2-29 and 29 through their first 31 games this year. Um, and those 29 losses, 28 of them have been consecutive. And that losses, is an all-time record. Which is an all-time record for most consecutive losses within a season in the NBA. And they are they are quickly earning probably the worst team in NBA history. And we're knocking on the doorstep of worst team in professional sports history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, got, you got the 0-16 Lions. They're knocking on that door, which is terrible. The Pistons had a nine loot. The Pistons had a 19 point halftime lead. 19 points. Halftime lead at Boston. It's pretty substantial. At a Meritrade Center or whatever, Garden or whatever it's called up there in Boston. The TD? They lost in overtime 122 to 128 for their 28th consecutive loss. In an NBA season, set a record. The Pistons is congratulations. If we had those little, if we had a little sound bite, a little to, applause, yeah, you know, it was a clap that, that works, that works, cheering. Okay, all right. Um, the next victim for the Pistons is tomorrow night as the Toronto Raptors come into Detroit. I believe that's in Detroit. Uh, so, not that it really matters, but uh, another question for you. Does, does Do the Pistons kind of become like a feared team in the NBA? Because, I mean, well, if you I mean, end up being the team that loses to the Pistons oh, and, and stops I, this streak. You definitely do not want to be the team that loses. I was watching a press conference, the press con- post-game press conference, and they had the Pistons coach on there. And I don't know the guy. He seems like a pretty nice guy. But he was up there kind of holding his forehead in his hand, and he just said, I, I just feel – and he kept talking about how terrible he felt for the players. How, you know, how often, you know, he just wishes, I guess, he was a player at one time. He's a, he looked like a pretty tall, big guy. Yeah. And uh, he just said, I, I just feel so bad for the players. And of course, he's the head coach and he's taking on the brunt of 28 consecutive losses also. So uh, I'd like to, personally, I'd like to see him get a win so we can quit talking about this and move on. You I know. know. I mean, if they suck, they even, suck. Even though but, it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun to but you know, you would watch think history happen. Professionals would get a win eventually. I, they'll get a. They'll of course get, that's what they said about the Titans the last seven games of last year season, right? Just needed one when of them. they went zero and seven. Just needed one to get in, and uh, couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. Pitiful. Um, after losing five to two Wednesday night, the Nashville Predators, the Smashville Predators. Uh, took it on the chin 5-2 to two Wednesday night uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. And they go back on the ice tonight in Detroit at the Red Wings. The puck dropped at 6, at six o'clock Central. So we'll see how the uh, the Predators can, can fare. Uh, you know, they're hovering right now in the Western Conference. They're right around fourth place in the uh, Central Division of the Western Conference. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and one more thing about the Pistons. They have more losses on this season's record 
than uh, the Tigers, Red Wings, and Lions combined. In, yeah, in their in their previous season, the Tigers. But that's wow, it's pretty awful. You know, there used to be a heyday where the Pistons were pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a a, a valiant foe for the Bulls. I mean, back the in the bad boys. In the 90s. That was Dennis yeah. Rodman used to play yeah. for him. You know, there Isaiah Thomas. I mean, there were had a you couple know, of there feature were, episodes. There was the a there was a time in Auburn Hills, Michigan, that the that the Pistons were pretty badass, and now they're just bad, yep. awful, terrible. Correct. Mm. Okay, uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans are in action on Sunday. There won't be any bowl games on Sunday because of the NFL monopoly on on. Uh, broadcasting the NFL games. They don't want any comp- football competition to go up against them while uh, they're doing their thing. So there's no bowls on Sunday. And the Titans will go to Houston and play in NRG Stadium at noon on Sunday. And guess what? They get C.J. Stroud this time. They couldn't – they got – Case Keenum. Case Keenum last time in Nashville and lost – in the last waning moments of that yep. game. Overtime field goal. There you go. Now they're going to go to Houston and they get C.J. Stroud back. And uh, yeah, I don't see it getting any better. One thing to watch for in that game, This uh, just, just noticed uh, Bleacher Report notification, Levis is going to play this week. So this could be the first matchup of Stroud and Levis that might be a, a long-time kind of Texans and Titans quarterback duel over the next, you know, five, ten years. Well, I hope, I hope it's a duel. I hope it's competitive. Me but too. I really hope I really hope Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt in the next two games so that when he becomes a free agent after the next two games, he can go to a team that truly wants to put together – a playoff contender, championship contender type team. Me too. There you go. That'd be nice. This has been our first segment of the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Big Lou Maddox on the board. We'll take you out with a little MJ. We'll be right back. Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Cato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. 
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Studio with the one and only Big Blue Maddox. And that was Sting, brand new day coming in. And it will be a brand new day, January 1st, 2024. Wishing everyone a happy new year. We will not be on Monday. We'll probably be running a repeat of one of the shows here over the last week or so. Maybe today's show. We don't know for sure. But I'll tell you what, if you've been keeping up with my bowl picks that I started out before the bowl started and you <clears throat> put a little money on each one, an equal amount on each one, you'd be ahead of the game because my bowl picks are now 13 and 7, 13 wins, 7 losses against the spread. That's just not the winners, that's against the spread. So you're making a little bit of little bit you of money. You make a little Santa change. Um making up yes, a little bit of Santa change probably. Yesterday went 4 and 0 oh yesterday in uh, in the bowl games, and uh, it seemed it seemed relatively easy. I don't, you know, I thought thought uh, here and there the Oklahoma game uh, last night was particularly 
interesting as uh, that was the nightcap game against Arizona, and Arizona just – I don't know. Arizona ended up winning 38-24 over Oklahoma, and Arizona never seemed like they were really in the groove until the very last of that ball game. They intercepted a couple of Oklahoma a couple of times. Yeah, One was the pick six right before yeah. Oklahoma was getting ready to score. And they run back a pick six. And then they intercept again and then really couldn't score off of it, but then scored on another play right towards the end of the fourth quarter, ended up taking a 24-24 tie and making it a 14-point game, covering the spread. And that's exactly what I predicted would happen. Now – the early the early game yesterday was Boston College, and they were a thirteen point underdog to SMU, and they were playing in Fenway Park where the Red Sox play. They, that should have just told you right there they're playing in Boston. They're playing in their backyard. I picked Boston College yep. to matter of fact, actually I picked Boston College to win that ball game, being a thirteen point underdog, and they did. Yeah. So, and I know it sounds like pretty I'm patting handily my, correct. I mean, and it I know, wasn't a very and close I know, game. do you? It, it sounds like you. It sounds like I'm patting myself on the back on these predictions because you know why? You know why it sounds like that? Because I am. Hey, you, right? you deserve it. There you go. Seven against the spread. Four and zero. I'm turning you all on to some winners. Okay, yeah. here we go. Rutgers playing against Miami. Also picked Rutgers yesterday. Miami coming all the way up from South Miami to play at the New York Yankee Stadium in the Pinstripe Bowl. They didn't want to be there. No. They got beat 31-24, and Rutgers covered that. Too cold for them up there in Big The early country. evening game yesterday was Kansas State with a record of 8-4 and four against NC State with a record of 9-3. and three. Kansas State. Put it all over NC State, twenty-eight to nineteen. So I went four and zero yesterday. So pay attention to what I'm telling you, folks. I'm hot. I'm on a heater, and we're not through quite yet. We are not through quite yet. As today's games, and right now we're recording this show, and we're walking watching a tremendous game between Clemson and Kentucky. Clemson just took a 30-28 to lead with four minutes and 20 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. And uh, Who we got in that game, Drake? You know what? I've got – you know what? I have to go back and look at that to see who I gave. Yesterday I gave out Kentucky. They're getting five points. So okay. they're covering right now. And look, Kentucky just – four minutes ago they just went down and scored again. If not, they're very close. There you it go. looks like they're right at the one. Okay. Uh, other games today. Notre Dame is playing Oregon State. I had Notre Dame in that this afternoon. And by the time you guys, it'll be halftime by the time this show airs. But Iowa State is favored by 10 points over Memphis. I have Memphis in that game. And then the Cotton Bowl tonight at 7 o'clock Ohio State versus Southeastern Conference, Missouri. Tigers, and I'm taking Missouri. Give me the Tigers. I'm, I'm taking Missouri in that right game plus you. a five. But I'll tell you, the main play in that game is going to be over the 48 points is what I really like in that game. I like the over 48 much more than I like Missouri, the Missouri yeah, right, Tigers. Okay. So if, if somebody held a gun to my head and said, Drake, man, you got to bet one – got you got to pick uh, – yeah, choose between yeah. these two bets. I'm taking the over 48. In the Missouri game. And now, give me over on the rush yards for whatever Cody Schrader has put down for as well. Tomorrow, 
Peach Bowl. Penn State, number 10 Penn State, takes on number 11 Ole Miss at 11 o'clock in the morning. I like the over in that game. I don't know who's going to cover in that game, but I like a lot of points to be scored over the 48-and-a-half in the Peach Bowl. I would agree. Music City Bowl, Auburn, Maryland. You know, Baby 2 is not playing. That line has jumped from two-and-a-half all the way up to six or some places seven. So – I really don't have anybody that – I really can't put you on anybody I, I like in that game. Do we know the over-under there? The I, Orange Bowl slash Crybaby Bowl. Yeah. Georgia versus Florida State. They might have to get a water boy to play for Florida State. If, so many players have opted out, transferred out, opted out, whatever you want to call it. That line has jumped from 14 to almost 21 points at 20 and a half. If Georgia is favored, obviously. If they don't cover, that looks terrible on the entire Southeastern Conference. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I that think ball they game. cover. Now, three thirty tomorrow afternoon, Toledo versus Wyoming. Wyoming's favored by three and a half. Their coach, their coach is retiring. Wyoming's coach, Craig Bowl, is his name. He is retiring after this game. Play one, win one for the Gipper, right? Yes. On the way out. I say Wyoming wins, but they don't cover the three-and-a-half points. Oh, wow. I say Toledo covers the three-and-a-half, but Wyoming wins. Okay? Write that down. Now, the last second Wyoming game-winning field goal by one, maybe. There you go. Now, there are no games on Sunday because of the NFL monopoly on broadcasting just NFL games, football games, their games, and nobody else's, no competition. But on Monday – New Year's Day, the ReliaQuest Bowl is the first bowl, and Wisconsin is getting nine points from LSU, number 13 LSU. I say Wisconsin covers, but LSU wins. Okay? Yeah, I like that. Wisconsin covers, LSU wins. The Fiesta Bowl at noon is number eight Oregon against number 18 Liberty, one of the bigger lines for the whole all of the bowl games. Oregon's favored anywhere from 16 to 17 points. I'm saying take Liberty. They probably don't win the ball game, but I think they cover those 17 points. Yep. Okay. Uh, Spell citrus for me, please. How many times are you going to ask me to spell spell citrus? Spell citrus. C-I-T-R-U-S. One more time. C-I-T-R-U-S. Citrus. The Citrus Bowl involves UT – Volunteers, number 25 in the country, against number 20, Iowa. Heck of a bowl. Top 25 matchup. The over-under in this game is 35 points. Tennessee's got Nika, Nico. Let me try it. You already messed up. Iamaliava. Iamaliava. Iamaliava, yeah. You got it on the last one. All right. The over-under in this is 35. I say the final – Tennessee covers. It goes under the 35 points. Tennessee wins 12 to 5. I'm serious. <laughs> it, it, I, 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 I'm not, you think I'm, I'm just joking? Laughing. No, I'm not, I don't. I think that's right on par. 12 to 5. Okay. But, you know, and, and I mean, Nico gets to start. It's a top five defense in the country. It's going to be a great challenge for him and the offense in his first start. And, you know, we, we've talked about the defensive backs at Tennessee leaving. And I've said this before on the show. You could put me back there at safety, and they're not going to catch a touchdown pass. Well, so what are you saying? A safety and a field goal there for Tavares? Yeah. Okay. T- I like to have a field goal and a safety for 
for Iowa. Two touchdowns, two missed extra points for Tennessee. Give me 19 to 5. One more touchdown. I, if you want, it, go ahead. 19, I'm saying 12. All right. Still under. Now, don't forget now, Milton the Toaster is not going to be a quarterback, so Nico gets a start. Uh, neither will Jalen Wright be playing or Jabari Small. Both to the draft. But they but Dylan Sampson will be playing will be starting at running back for the Vols. And if you're not familiar with, he, with Vol football, those three backs right there are one A, B, and C. They're all starting to power five running back material. Now New Year's Day, this the bowl is scheduled to kick off at noon at Camping World Stadium in Orlando in Orlando, Florida. Um and Sampson, the five foot eleven, hundred and ninety pound running back. Uh, he appeared in 11 games for the Vols during this season, during regular season. He recorded 471 yards rushing, seven TDs on 86 attempts, while totaling 17 receptions for 175 yards and one touchdown. So, you know, I think Sampson can come in there, do a pretty good job of yeoman's work. He's just a sophomore. He's you know, spectacular. But let me tell you what, Iowa's defense, top one of the top five in the country. That they are. And you know they they're going to be they're going to be out for blood. It'll be a low scoring game, but you know on the other hand, Iowa has Nico, arguably the worst offense Nico, in, the, in the entire country. Iamaliava has said, "There you go, we're getting smoother." That the twenty twenty four season starts on New Year's Day. His tenure as quarterback of the Tennessee Vols starts New Year's Day. You got something if you're a Vols so fan. So we will see. You got something to be excited goes, about? Uh, absolutely, they do. We absolutely include myself. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch that game. And as well, you should be. Now, uh, the other two games, well, we're going to get into the Sugar Bowl and we're going to get into the Rose Bowl, which are the two semifinal games for the championship game that played a week from New Year's Day on the 8th. So we're going to, we're up against a break and we're going to get into that on the other side. This is the, Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and he is Big Lou Maddox, and uh, we'll be right back. Greetings, Columbia. Mayor Chaz Mulder here, extending heartfelt gratitude on behalf of our incredible city as we wrap up another year. As we gather with family and friends, let's reflect on the blessings that make our community truly special and look forward to a brighter future together as we work hand in hand to make Columbia an even better place for all. I wish each and every one of you a happy new year. May it be filled with joy, success, and moments that make lasting memories. Cheers to the new year. Rubik's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio. Big Lou Maddox. It is Friday, December 29th. This coming Sunday night is New Year's Eve. And then New Year's Day, obviously, on Monday. And uh, they're having a big CBS Nash Music City Bash. They're having a bunch of, I mean, on TV. I mean, Nashville has become this... New Year's Eve destination like Times Square, New yeah. York. They're doing kind of this country uh, rock theme New Year's Eve bash on CBS this year. So that'll be interesting to watch. A lot of country music stars. I think I caught a little glimpse of that last year. It just looked like it was a pretty pretty good program. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the college football playoff odds, if you've not gotten a bet down, according to BetMGM, Michigan is plus 190, so that's about two to one odds to win win the whole thing. Alabama is plus 200, that's two to one odds. Texas is plus 275. So you put down 10 bucks or put down $100 and you win $275 if Texas wins the national championship. And um, 
the longest shot is Washington at seven to one odds. That's a you big know, jump. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I think I think Michael Penix Jr. and Washington have a chance to beat Texas. Now, whether they can beat Alabama or Michigan, I don't know. But you get on a roll. He's quiet. And the thing about it is, Washington's got a tremendous offensive line to protect him. Yeah. And so it gets him. He has extra time to get rid of the ball. And uh, he's accurate with the ball. And he runs a, that Washington offense great. So, you know, seven to if, one. If, that seems a little fishy yeah, to me. If you want to risk fifty bucks, fifty bucks at seven to one would get you back uh, three fifty plus your fifty dollar bet would get you back four hundred dollars for a fifty dollar bet. Pretty sweet. Not too bad. Twenty dollars get you back one forty plus your twenty, and uh, so you know you never know. But I, you know, I'm personally when I'm when I'm gambling on something like that, I might just take a little a little a little bit of money and put it on the longer odd guy. And just kind of cheer for the underdog. Kind of makes it more fun. It makes it more interesting. There you go. Um, so, ticket prices out at the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Michigan have been holding steady, and they're averaging about $1,000 a ticket. Okay? Now, tickets at the Sugar Bowl, which has Washington and Texas playing each other, according to SeatGeek, have dropped about 40%. Tickets are averaging somewhere in the five to five fifty range right now, up in the upper levels of the Caesar's Palace Dome there in New Orleans, uh, where the game is played. Obviously, uh, you can get tickets for around two hundred dollars, which kind of makes sense to me because you know you've got two, in my opinion, more storied programs that are playing in a more storied place in well, Pasadena. And my question is, why in the hell do you send yeah, I know. Michigan and Alabama out on to, to the West Coast and then you send the West Coast team like Washington over here to New Orleans, Louisiana? The, it's stu- it doesn't make any sense. The, the committee obviously didn't take that into consideration when they were – when you know because I mean, the, the bowls were already set on either side of the I, bracket, but if they really would have thought about the fan experience and weren't thinking about, you know – Ratings, ratings money. They would have put – you know, Alabama and Michigan at two and three and put Washington and Texas at one and four. Now, um, Alabama, and during Thursday's media session to kick off the CFP semifinal, uh, multiple Alabama players have said that the coaching staff had been restricting them from bringing their iPads home. Saw Mr. Isaiah Bond talking about that yesterday. Yes, and so uh, they're – before uh, the Michigan cheating scandal, scheme, whatever you want to call it, uh, players were allowed to bring their iPads home, look over offensive, look over defense, whatever it was they needed to brush up film. on plays. Yeah. And they could sit there at home or, or in their room, wherever, and watch the iPads and do their business. Now they're Now they're told that they cannot watch iPads unless they're in a group. They cannot watch iPads just by themselves. They have to watch the iPads with someone else, a teammate, whatever the, whatever it is. Now, it's unclear exactly why Alabama is going to these links. Um, as the signal-stealing allegations against Michigan, which is who Alabama is playing, obviously, this season centered 
on uh, Connor Stallions deploying a network of associates to film the sidelines of opponents and potential opponents during games in, a t- in an attempt to decode those signals. Yep. Um, and and, I, and what I kind of took it as is they really only want them to be watching the film in the facilities or with the team. Right. So now they're worried about about Michigan hacking into the – IT network that Alabama has and and seeing what they're looking at, what 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 the players are looking at. Um, quote, it was just, you know, what Michigan's known for, what they have out there, uh, just with the play call stealing. So we don't want to play into that is what the Jason McClellan, the Alabama running back. And I don't blame him. Uh, offensive Tommy Reese declined several opportunities to elaborate on why the Tide felt the need to protect its practice film, but teams typically distribute that type of footage direct to players to their iPads on an online cloud storage service. So obviously Alabama's worried about that being hacked into. I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah. With with Michigan's track record? Absolutely. absolutely. Though nobody said it explicitly, the implication would be that Alabama wanted to take every extra precaution against hacking into that system. Um, So that's what's going on. And, you know, my pick – I'm an Alabama guy. I went to Alabama. My pick for the Rose Bowl is Alabama. Not just because I went to Alabama. I just think they're playing better football. And I think they're going. I don't think Michigan's going to know what play Alabama is calling, so it might put them on a more level playing field. And I think on a level playing field, that everything Michigan strives to be, which is physical and winning the line of scrimmage, Alabama already does that. They already are. So, so you know, Michigan is trying to get there, and Alabama is already there. I say Alabama wins twenty-seven seventeen. Final. Okay. So by the way, Clemson scores twenty eight points in the fourth quarter and beats Kentucky thirty eight to thirty five. Clemson with the victory in, in the Gator Bowl, which and they were down big just a few minutes ago while we were watching it. That's right. However, my pick Kentucky plus five points covers. That does. There you go. The Sugar Bowl, which has Washington versus Texas. Texas is a four-point favorite with a 62 over-under. And I expect that up, that total at over-under total to go over the 62 points, by the way. But I have Washington pick to cover, but I think Texas wins in a very tight ball game. Texas wins that ball game by two or three points. And what, but, however, keep this in mind. Washington this year is 7-0 and in one-score games. Ooh. So they know how to win one-score games. And that's where I talked about Michael Penix Jr. and that offensive line, giving him time to survey the field, get the ball to his receivers or running backs, whoever it may be, in an open space, and get the ball down the field. And they're 7-0 and uh, in one-score games. As I said, this possibly could be the best game of the college football playoffs. It could be this good. game between Texas and Washington could be good. So, uh, and that is the nightcap game. That game starts at like seven forty-five on New Year's on January first, Monday, and then the Alabama game starts at four o'clock. So, uh, that's what I got going on. That's what those are my picks for the bowl games. Do what you want to on it. And this is our end of the year show, and I kind of feel as though at the end of the year. We kind of need to reflect back on the year, on this past year, 
And since this is a sports show, we're going to go over some sports figures that passed away in 2023. It's a long list, but I just picked out some of the more notable sports figures. And if I left somebody off, I apologize. However, here we go. Charles Wise, a running back for USC, was a 1979 Heisman winner, played for the Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he was 64 years old. Billy Packer, the NCAA basketball broadcaster for CBS and, and very well-known, and NBC, passed away at 82. NHL great Bobby Hull passed away this year. His nickname was the Golden Jet. One of the greatest, possibly one of the greatest NHL players of all time, Good Bobby nickname. Hull. He had a slap shot that reached 118 to 120 miles an hour. Wow. Imagine getting hit in the mouth with that. I don't want to. 23-year career in the NHL and the WHA. He was 84 years old. Tim McCarver, 21 years in Major League Baseball, two World Series rings, 33 years as a Major League Baseball broadcaster, Big Lou. Um, He was 81 years old when he passed away this year. Bud Grant, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, he led the Vikings to two, excuse me, four Super Bowls in 28 seasons. He also coached in the Canadian Football League and the NFL. Bud Grant was 95 years old. Willis Reed, 10 years in the NBA, Hall of Fame, NBA An NBA title with the Knicks in the 69-70 season, playing in Game 7 that year with a torn thigh muscle. Whoa. Suffered in, game, suffered in Game 5. He was 80 years old. Vida Blue, left-handed pitcher for the Oakland A's, went to two, three consecutive World Series titles in 1970s. 1971, became the youngest MVP in Major League Baseball history at 22. He won a Cy Young Award, six All-Star appearances. Vida Blue was 73. Denny Crum passed away this year. He was the head coaching legend at Louisville from 1970 to 2001, 31 years. He had 675 wins, two NCAA championships. Denny Crum was 86 years old. Doyle Brunson, 10-time World Series of Poker champion, was 89 years old. Was known for his cowboy hat and always a big smile and considered the godfather of poker. Jim Brown played only nine seasons in the NFL, but for eight of those seasons, he led the NFL in rushing. Eight out of nine seasons. Arguably the greatest running back ever. He died at 87. The Iron Sheik, pro wrestler. In the 80s, died at 81. Ryan Mallett, considered one of the best ever quarterbacks out of Arkansas, chose Michigan, then transferred to Arkansas. New England, in the third round, played for the Texans and the Ravens, drowned off the coast of Florida, the Gulf Coast of Florida this year. Brooks Robinson, human vacuum cleaner for the Baltimore Orioles, two World Series. 18-time All-Star, 16-time Gold Glove. He was 86. And the great Dick Butkus, one of the greatest linebackers in NFL history, died at 80 years old. Frank Wojcik too, man. Can't forget Frank. And Big Frank, may he rest in peace. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour for Big Lou. I'm Drake. You all have a great, safe, happy new year, and we'll talk to you next year.